Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Do you want to meet myself and Ollie Davis of Wrestle Ramble fame? Well, you can do just that by joining us at Wrestling Media Con on September 8th and 9th from the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester, England. Ollie and I will be doing a live episode of Wrestle Ramble as well as signings and photos, but that's not all. Wrestling Media Con will have shows from Cultaholic, Inside the Ropes, Wrestling with Regret, Don Callis, Botchamania, Art of Wrestling, Sean Waltman, and more. There will also be the first ever wrestling media hall of fame and wrestling shows from impact wrestling where they will be taking on the best the uk has to offer and revolution pro wrestling featuring the legendary jushin thunder liger defending his british j cup crown tickets are on sale now so head over to wrestlingmediacon.com that's wrestlingmediacon.com support wrestle talk give us a subscribe Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! A giant injury storyline on WOS. I'm Ollie Davis. This is Luke Owen. Welcome to the WOS Wrestling Post Show on Wrestle Ramble, where I guess the biggest thing, quite literally, coming out of this week's episode, episode three, for those of you who are count- keeping count, it's not like just an infinitely expanding series of episodes like uh, other wrestling promotions. Clear, defined series. Yes, we ten are, episodes. We are ten week episodes. three into ten. Yeah. Yes. Which is nice because, like, like a Netflix series, I feel like. The story t- we're now entering we're coming out of the sort of the context building stage and we're entering into the middle and I imagine everything's just going to kick off for the last three episodes for that big season finale. Exactly. We've started some storylines like who is going to be the person who's going to take the championship off Rampage Brown should there ever be a person that takes the title off of Rampage. What's his relationship with Stu Bennett? And yeah. this new storyline we've got here with big old Crater. A storyline, big that, old crater. Storyline that you called, you saw coming last week. But clearly, Ollie, you are one of the smart people because I, even though they essentially said at the end of the episode, by the way, it's crater. There were still quite a lot of people on message boards and in reviews going like, "Can't believe they've done a Money in the Bank uh, ladder match for a championship opportunity. What's the point in doing that?" And I'm like, "Mate, they literally say at the end of the episode that's not what it was for." I don't know how much shadier Stu Bennett could have been last week. <laughs> 
No, it's not a contract. Yeah. It's not a contract. It's, a, it's something. It's a big opportunity. opportunity, which I'm sure Kid won't regret in the slightest. <laughs> evil laugh. Evil Maniacal laugh. laugh. Uh, yes, of course, this was Gabriel Kidd who won that terrific four-way ladder match last week for a mysterious opportunity. A big opportunity. Yeah, the biggest. And Gabriel Kidd comes down, plucky. You said he looks like a young William Regal. He proper looks like a young William Regal. He's got like the tight sort of like the trunks pulled up sort of past his navel. He's just and he's got a bit of William Regal about his face, the same haircut. Just looks like a young William Regal. He's kind of got that Renaissance man style, like Cesaro yeah. is back to basics. Just tough guy mat wrestling. Yeah. How did that work out for him in his match here? Yeah, well, you know, the, the, <laughs> it's against it this guy's literally twice the size so Stu bennett goes well here is your big opportunity it's crater and crater th- i hope this becomes more of the presentation when crater comes out he doesn't just have the titan tron video he gets like a video package thing that's part of his entrance music video that takes over the entire screen something that i miss so much from the days when I used to watch WWF. And if you are watching this and aren't watching WOS because you're not part of the uh, United Kingdom here, Crater is a very, very large, large, 36 stone, uh, they they bill him as. Uh, he is a big old boy, and he literally looks like a comic book villain. Because yeah. he's got like a big, almost Bane-style mask, and he's just a big, imposing, giant man. Sort of man that would, like, Killian Dane would look at him and go like, looking... You're a big boy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you're 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 quite large. Yeah. The character design's really cool. Behind the mask, it's all this like sort of green color. He just seems evil. It's like putting his hand down his face and stuff. It's cool. It's a cool presentation. And when people say, you know, Matt, that guy is like he's round. <laughs> you think, yeah, but you know, they're not actually the physical shape of a circle. Crater is. Crater is. Uh, like my my only. So I I like the presentation of Crater and everything, but I I struggle to buy into these sorts of characters because that like I just don't see him as athletic. Mm-hmm. It's not a style of wrestling. But storyline wise, and the execution and portrayal of the character is is great. But yeah. it's the, I personally I prefer the big men who can then suddenly bust out a drop kick or like yeah, Justin Sizem for example. Yeah, well yeah in the in the main event. But yeah, Crater. You get the Crater's not that kind of wrestler. He's, he's, a, he's the character that comes in and just squashes people. He is a planet and people orbit around yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, th- that's what happened here. And the commentary was really good at getting over Stu as, well, you know, I came up. It was a tough scene when I was coming up. I was thrown around a lot. He's like, these millennials, they've got it so easy. With their avocados. <laughs> avocados on toast, not being able to buy houses. Like, I want to see them get thrown around the ring by larger gentlemen. And that's like that fits Stu's character. They've done a really good job at just making him a bit more dastardly every week. But on the flip side of that is Alex Shane, who was just morally outraged. And he's got this like great bit where he talks about, look... I'm going to do my job. I'm going to be professional here. But I will go on record as saying this is a morally reprehensible act. They really got over. Such a JR call. Yeah, yeah, it is totally, Such a JR call. Yeah. Uh, And it just, yeah, it gets over the, just how wicked in a bad way that Crater and Stu are. Mm. And this sort of dominating big heel faction that's 
kind of emerging over WOS. Absolutely. Uh, the, the match was literally Kratos throwing Kid around. Yeah, Kid got a couple of hope spots in there. Some really nice, actually. I, I thought Kid, his performance in this match yeah, was yeah, really, really good. good. Selling the fear of, you know, facing against Kratos, but then also selling these legitimate-looking hope spots against the much larger man. But unfortunately for him, he did end up getting, uh, he got the big old splash yeah. that, that like essentially sent him through the mat. And they, they, had to, they did a big stretcher job, and the stretcher came out and took him towards the back. A really, really sort of effective, and it puts over how dangerous Crater's finishing move is. This splash move. That is the that's the huge win of this. Like you make Crater look like a monster, but more important, not more importantly, but just as importantly, his finisher isn't some just something that you can win a match with. It's something that writes guys off television, and then you you know you keep doing these. I, I hope where each guy gets stretched out, and then. When Crater eventually comes up against the the big baby face, I would love to see a Justin Sizemore or just uh, Joe Hendry. Mm-hmm. I think that's where this might be going, and they get to kick out, and everyone goes crazy. Yeah, Justin Sizemore seems like quite the obvious choice because he is the big sort of comic book superhero looking character. But I'd love it to be Robbie X. Oh yeah, Battle of the Masks. Battle of the Masked Men. He's a he's a smaller guy, uh-huh. but he can do all the, like the big flippy stuff around him. I think you could really build Robbie X into that position. I would have... like to see that. Yeah, I would like to see that feud, but I wouldn't like to see Robbie X kick out of the splash. No, not kick out the splash. Yeah. Like, you, oh yeah, that's a move that you should always protect. Mm. But he he's going to be the guy to get the big win over Crater. Yeah, that would be cool. Say at the end of these te- this ten episode run. Yeah, so Crater's being built up like that. So to answer your question, I don't think they're building Crater up to go against Rampage because that's a dynamic that doesn't work. You'll have heel against heel. But uh, definitely, Crater's being built up. For some secondary blood feud, top yeah, of the totally. card. This feels match. like the first chapter of his storyline now, which is squashing these smaller yeah. guys who just don't stand a chance. And you build up to that young plucky baby face, who's you know another bloody millennial that crater is going to destroy. And it turns out that it's going to be someone like a Robbie X that can get the big win over the big crater. Or fan favorite Dave Meltzer's favorite guilty pleasure. Grado, <laughs> or it could be Grado. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I didn't really know where they were going to go with Grado. Inaugural WOS champion, loses the title in the first week. The authority figure, Stu Bennett, has just been trashing him for being a comedy figure. And I was like, well, yeah, that that's good for the show, but I did, where does Grado go from here? And I must say, they, that Grado and the show have, have really taken a good direction with it. Yeah, so Grado, he get, walks into Stu Bennett's office. Oh, we so see this, funny. and he's like, he wants another chance. He wants an opportunity. He lost the WOS championship. He wants another shot at this. And Stu's like, you need to start taking yourself seriously. You need to start taking yourself seriously. And all this sort of stuff. So Grado comes out in a full suit. Yeah. Full suit, wearing his glasses, taking this seriously. He even goes through his hand gesture, stopping himself. And just applauding politely because he's taking this seriously now. Stu Bennett was not best pleased with Grado being like, mm, I feel again like he is starting to take the mick out of this a little bit. Well, that's it. Like, Stu was initially, well, let's see where this goes. <laughs> this is certainly an improvement. But he was apprehensive. I, I, so the, the the visual cutting rate and everything has come under a lot of criticism and rightfully so. It's sometimes quite disorientating. Mm. But the backstage segment here where between Grado and, and Stu Bennett that was shot earlier in the day, I assume, yep. was done to perfection. It, it really nailed that st- structured reality yes. format of it looks totally naturalistic, even though you're cutting between about five different camera shots. Ergo, uh, there's loads of camera crews in this naturalistic scene that's unfolding. Yeah, like in The Only Way Is Essex yeah, and these yeah. sorts of shows where like, oh, there's just one, there's bloody not your cross-cutting cameras yeah. here. They've got, they've got different setups. And that's ITV's bread and butter. And that that's a really nice change. I thought it worked really well. It allowed the comic delivery to have the right pacing as opposed to WWE's, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, WWE's one-shot stuff where everyone just kind of stands looking yeah, awkward stand, stand, yeah, you've, the blocking is very very yeah, poor yeah. but this works around that quite nicely so he comes out 
Alex Shane says that he looks like an accountant, said that he mm. looks like a history teacher or a headmaster. And he really does, actually, when he's in a suit and his glasses. And he's facing up against Shah Samuels. East! Uh, who is really, really good. What Always a, is. What a great look Shah has. Great like, gimmick. Like, just great promo. Solid wrestler. Yeah. Love Shah Samuels. What a great man. Terrifying as well. He's such a good heel. It, the, the camera cuts to some guys in the crowd, one of whom is wearing Shah Samuels' East T-shirt. And that guy's booing Shah Samuels. It's very, very Kate funny. Faye. Yeah, and this is where we did get so- uh, SoCal called Grado Dave Meltzer's guilty pleasure, which really, really made me laugh. ITV, 5pm on a Saturday. <laughs> when was that... When did you ever think you'd hear Dave, Dave Meltzer's, Meltzer's name, name. <laughs> on mainstream British television like that? There's, there's a large portion of this audience going to go, who? Oh, Dave Meltzer, he sounds important. He sounds important. Better look up and subscribe to that Rusting Observer newsletter I've heard so much about. Yeah, so this was a, this was a, a decent... The, this was a decent match that told a good story, and it was all about Grado trying to be the accountant, but he's losing. But it's only when he rips off the... Well, it's where a kid gives his hat. Yeah, So, yeah. I, so uh, Shah takes him up onto the ramp to do a pile driver, which they put over it. It's band move, and he does the big body, a big back body drop. And then his kid takes off Grado's hat and gives it to Grado. Grado puts on an almost... The old Grado starts to pour back out of him, and he tears off his, uh, his shirt to yeah. reveal he's wearing his singlet underneath, rips off the pants. And it was really good. The crowd really popped when uh, the old Grado returned. The old Grado. And Grado's just got so much charisma. Yeah. And even though he's not like the most authentically threatening man on the planet, he, like, just the way he moves, he did this really cool point and and look at Stu Bennett and she's like, oh, I'm grumpy with you, which they played in a replay in slow motion, which was a funny follow-up to that. And yeah, Shah comes off the top rope. Grado hits a cutter for the win. This this is just a fun story, really solid opener. It builds that Grado Stew feud. I would love to see that actually. Yeah. A Stew's return to the ring against Grado. Oh. That's something I never thought I wanted. And this sets up the theme of like what I noticed this week was how every match had something at stake. Mm-hmm. And here it was Grado trying to impress Stew. Or, or, like, yeah. or trying to wind Stu up. Yeah, yeah, both of those things. Uh, and the next match, Martin Kirby versus Joe Hendry. That was a grudge match that was set up two weeks ago. This yeah. is the payoff to that. Uh, again, Joe is super over with the song. Joe Hendry! <laughs> He's here to make things better. And He's on a title of, quest. Yeah, and they had like a decent match by the end of it. Like it was just a normal match. But by the end, I, I really got into it. And so did the crowd, more importantly. And Kurt, I was thinking, yeah, but Joe's going to win here. Which is a shame for Kirby, because that, that sort of sends him nowhere. Of course, Kirby gets the cheeky roll-up victory with his legs on the rope. Perfect way to protect Kirby. Joe doesn't lose anything, because he lost in, in a visible, cheating mm-hmm. way. I thought that was great booking. I thought it was really good stuff. Although it does mean now that three weeks in, Joe Hentry's yet to win a match. Lost the tag match, uh. lost to Rampage last week, and lost here. That's why I was thinking, I was like... Man, surely Hendry's got to get the win here, but yeah, but I think it's a it's a loss that does protect him. Like it, and the same as last week as well. It was the outside interference week one. He was on his own. It was a two on one handicap match essentially because Kirby walked out on the match. So it's not like he's being portrayed as this massive loser. It's that the odds are always stacked against him. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, that's that's a better way of framing it. And he's super over. So over. Like, the, the entrance music yeah. is really, really over. Uh, then we got the, uh, again, something else at stake, the latest in the tag team tournament, which was Stevie Boy and BT Gun. A great tag team. Such a great tag team. Against the makeshift team of CJ Banks and Brad Slater. Bit weird use of CJ Banks, seeing that he's in the heel three faction. Yeah, you'd think dynamic. it would be with him and Shah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was a bit awkward. So you kind of always knew who was going to win here, especially with only heel teams advancing so far. Yes, the baby faces were going to win. But I agree. Stevie Boy and BT Gun, they are slick. Uh, yeah, that really, was... lots of really good tag team maneuvers from the pair of them. I really enjoyed them actually. And then there was the Crater versus Gabriel Kidd match, an injury angle which effectively got over Crater, and then we got a big heavyweight match at the end against uh, Rampage defending his title against Justin Sizem. Big fan for Justin Sizem. I'm a big old Justin Sizem mark, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, Justin Sizem's great. I, I would only... So this was... Was this for the title? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would like... I mean, I get that Rampage is a fighting champion, but... And it's good to have the title on the line every week. Or, or is it? You know. Yeah, it's it's... That's an interesting question, to be honest, because it's like... you Defended know, when... it last week. He won it the week before. Yeah, and then revealed that next week there's going to be another title match for, for Rampage as well. So it appears that he's going to be defending this title on every show mm. up until this point. Take that, that, Brock. <laughs> I think it's kind of a good thing because it really puts over the prestige and the importance of the title and you want to defend this sort of thing. But at the same time is that we are going to see... Are we going to see the same finish every week, which is Shah and CJ Banks costing the babyface get the uh, the title shot mm. and defending a title every week granted it has shenanigans involved it's kind of a baby face thing to do I, I it's not it's not bad it's just it's i don't know if it's the most effective use almost want to see rampage holding the belt hostage yeah, yeah like, a bit like that yeah, yeah. Almost like what brock is doing at the moment really especially with if you're buddy buddy with the authority figure the guy that books the matches mm. then he should you know, sort yeah. of help you out there. But, but so I, th- I enjoyed this match though, because like size him so good. Like yeah. the, for the size that he is, he does some very athletic stuff. Like he moves almost like Will Osprey. Shall I share my Justin Sizem story? Please do. So I was speaking to a mutual friend of me and Justin's over the phone. I know what story this is. Now. And that uh, they they brought up Justin's name, and I was like, man, he's got such a good body. Like I just said that, said that because that's, uh, you know, you appreciate wrestlers for the shape they're in sometimes. Like, he's like a Greek Adonis. Dave Meltzer says it all the time. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, that guy's in good shape. Good on you, man. That's that's the tone in which I meant it. And the person on the other line was like, that's, uh, that's, that's a bit much. <laughs> so, and I was like, please don't say anything. And he was ribbing me for ages. And then I finally meet Justin and... The first thing this mutual friend does is go, Ollie thinks he's got a great body. <laughs> and it was just so awkward. I went beat red. I didn't really know how to explain myself out of that situation. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, but yes, he's got a great body. He and he lost body. here by, it's quite innovative, by Banks going under the ring and holding Sizem's leg yeah. under the apron as Sizem was trying to get back in. So it was a count out loss. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really effective finish, actually. I haven't but seen that before. But while I was watching the show, it reminded me... You read um, Daniel Bryan's book, uh, Yes, My Improbable Journey. Not for Journey. a long time. He has a portion in that when he talks about his first trip over to uh, to England and working the, the, the British wrestling circuit, which is when he first met William Regal, and mm. they sort of worked together. And, and William Regal introduced him to you know the, the British style of wrestling 
particularly round things like butlins and these sorts of like holiday home things and stuff like camps and stuff like that and daniel bryan has always said that it's his favorite time in wrestling Mm. it's like more than being in wwe more than main eventing wrestlemania because it was so much fun doing those sorts of shows and just and entertaining the crowd and it's i get that sort of vibe from this here and it's and that's not meant to sound like it's a negative in any slight i just think it's so much fun to watch and everyone who's working on it just seems to be really enjoying themselves and really and entertaining the crowd crowd are into everything that is going on and it's just so much fun to watch maybe it's because it's a new product and the cynicism hasn't set in for me yet (laughs) but it's it's almost like I, I watch this and I'm not going, oh, that's a silly decision or like that that's what what are they doing booking wise here? Like I do with WWE or even New Japan. I'm like, oh, where are they going to take this next? I watch this like, yeah, oh, no, like I'm, I'm in the kayfabe. Yeah, totally. It's, it's quite nice. Do you remember um, when WWE did a Saturday morning slam? No. Oh, they, they had this. It was a show they did on Saturday mornings designed specifically for kids and actually had very similar editing to WOS mm. in, at least what our theory is about the sort of point of impact yeah. sort of thing and that was always like if it, as soon as someone was slammed on the mat it was a cutaway. it was really heavily cut around sort of like the action that was taking place but Daniel Bryan was like the commissioner and it was uh, honestly when you watch it you almost look at him it's like he is having the most fun here because he's being a very silly comedy character and everyone is being very silly comedy characters within this because it's designed for children and it was genuinely very very fun and like the boys that were working there just looked like they were having a whale of a time doing it yeah great characters great stories so far just yeah. it's solid solid stuff but you'd never watch saturday morning slam and be like well that was a silly booking decision mm. wasn't it yeah Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 